0: Across South Africa, online and on radio. SFM, let's talk. Thirteen minutes to eight. Well, over the last couple of days, you'll have heard from business organisations and particularly Business Unity South Africa. They say that if President Cyril Ramaphosa signs the current NHI bill into law in its current form, that legal action may be an option. This has been a consistent threat. They've said that in fact they would go to court if the NHI bill was signed into law. The person in charge of managing the process through Parliament, essentially, in the Health Department, let me put it like that rather, is Dr. Dr. Nicholas Crisp, he's the Deputy Director General for the NHI in the Department of Health. Dr. Crisp, good morning.
1: Good morning to your listeners.
0: Do you believe the NHI bill in its current form is constitutional? It would survive any sort of legal challenge?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, we've been through this for years now. Uh, the, par- the bill was in Parliament for five years and it was about 15 years before that it was debated in various forums all around the country. There have been many legal opinions during the drafting of the bill and during the period of, that it was in Parliament. So we wouldn't have pushed it this far if we weren't sure that uh, at least some lawyers believe it is constitutional.
0: Um. Are you slightly? I mean, I was slightly surprised. I thought the timing of this was interesting. That business was talking about it now. There's a State of the Nation address on Thursday. Could there be a link between those two things?
1: Yeah, I'm sure there is. Look, I think that uh, business stands to lose uh, quite a lot of the uh, interests in the health sector. You know, the health sector is a cash cow, and there are various ways in which people profit out of the private health system. And any reform is going to impact that as we start to change and make care available to more people it will take some time for those uh, changes to filter through and when I take say some time I'm not talking about one year or months I'm talking a much longer period of time than that but it's the essentially what they are trying to protect is a a massive business a multi-billionaire business I'm not sure if people are aware just how much medical schemes cost Uh, to run and the administration. And that's that's essentially what they are after. The rest of the bill, they're not too worried about. It's it's after the protection of medical schemes in particular. So we have 73 up to the end of 2022. There's a bit of a realignment happening. It'll be 71 medical schemes uh, this year. They have 311 different options with 833 trustees between them. And that administration is currently costing just the administration of the medical schemes, not the administrators and so on, 16 billion rand a year. So if that uh, business is in any way tampered with, it affects people's ability to, um, you know, to run their, their current businesses. So, you know, I mean, some of these principal officers are earning almost nine million rand a year and others, many of them are five, six, seven million rand a year. And that's what medical scheme members are paying for their administration. So it's a a very significant business people are fighting for. There are other business interests, of course, in the private sector, and uh, we didn't expect it to go without a fight.
0: I look forward to their response to what you say, Dr. Chris, but I know you wouldn't you wouldn't say that without solid numbers to back it up. Um, if the oh, bur- Those
1: are published numbers, Stephen. Sure. They're in the yeah. reports of the Council for Medical Schemes. So it's not something that's uh, not in the public domain. They're, everyone's very aware of it. It's just not spoken about regularly.
0: No, no, no. I accept that. Um, and if the NHI bill is signed into law, what would change in the next two years? Would anything change? I mean, would we notice any difference at all? Yeah. Yeah, so there are a number of
1: things that will change with or without the bill, but what the bill will do, so let's start with what the bill will do. The bill will give us the ability to put a governance structure in place for uh, uh, regulations to be published so that we can get a board appointed. It will be the first time we're having a board so it will be a longer process than normal and we want it to be a very public process so that people have trust in the organization. So that's the primary thing that would be very visible in the public space. But there are uh, uh, changes to the public and the private sectors which have been mooted and spoken about and which people have quite a lot to say about in the media which will happen anyway. In the public space, I think everyone's aware the budgets have been cut. Minister's spoken about this even yesterday. Others are speaking about it. Last night, we heard Nahau speaking about it. So there's a limited amount of changes that are possible in the public sector. But there are management strengthening exercises that are going on, changing the way that hospitals are administered in the provinces, governance structures being strengthened in hospitals, and so on. These uh, don't happen overnight, but they will certainly be happening in the, in the year ahead. But... There are also changes that need to happen. Sorry, Stephen? No, go on. Now, there are changes that need to happen in the private sector. So everyone's aware of the health market inquiry that was uh, some time ago, just before COVID. And we, we have been in consultation and discussions with the Competition Commission the, and the Council for Medical Schemes. So there are changes in the private sector and the way that prices are set that we envisage starting to happen during the course of this year.
0: Dr. Nicholas, Chris, really appreciate the time. Thank you. Deputy Director General for the NHI and the Department of Health.